We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tried to convince him to do a flu game, a flu game. Yeah, yeah you guys can throw shit at me for that one. Um, but no, no, feel better, Andy. I know you didn't want to miss opening night, but the show must go on. And I have Aaron Larsoul sitting across from me. Aaron, how you doing, my man? I'm, I'm well, and I, I think we should be worried about Andy because last I heard from his Twitter, he was going to uh, knock himself out with NyQuil and the game for Warriors fans was not going as well as it ended up going. So he may have no idea about any of this stuff at present. You know, we'll find, we'll find out in a day. We'll find out in a day or so. Uh, I know he's, uh, it sucks to be sick um, as everyone knows. Um, the Warriors are one and oh opening night ring ceremony. I think we can start with this. I think it went as well as one could assume. Yeah. Um, I have very few complaints about it. Ring ceremony went well. I want to throw this out there before we move forward. I'm about to drop a link if you want to drop, join the show in the Lightyear's Discord. Um, so if you want to call in, go there. We'll bring you on in anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes from now. Um, but the, where I really want to start the show, Aaron, is the pregame show. I was watching... Before uh, before the game started, before the rings were presented, uh, before Joe Lacob got his banner, is gleefully walking around. Um, a lot of love from the TNT crew, which is not something Warriors fans are used to. Uh, I think the Warrior fans are used to skepticism yep. from um, especially from Chuck, from the old guard, from guys who played in the nineties. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq give the Warriors some love because Steph's his favorite player, but especially Chuck and also Kenny, yes. And, th- and that's part of it with Shaq. It's like it's so atypical for a player from uh, an era's past to give the Warriors love. We like embrace and revere Shaq for doing it. But it's like you're so used to kind of those guys not getting how the Warriors play and kind of having this um, this idea that, you know, if they played in their era, they'd rough them up. Uh, not anymore. I think – my big take from the pregame show was, you know, 
you may think you can guard them. You may think they shoot too much and they're not physical, but at a certain point, you got to tip your cap four titles in eight years. Um, players getting injured, Clay Thompson missing two and a half years, getting Kevin Durant, losing Kevin Durant. And with it all, they keep winning at a certain point. Nothing matters more than that. No, nothing matters more than that. I think we have to go farther back a little bit because earlier in the night, I don't. Did you watch the uh, the Celtics and 76ers game? I was there. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, TNT was did not. It was not a great night for them up until the uh, the ring ceremony. They, the audio was struggling, uh, which made it very difficult to watch. So you're right about Chuck specifically and uh, and Kenny the Jet. However, I will say that in some ways, old habits die hard because. Uh, when Chuck was waxing poetic about the Warriors, he right. also said the guys that need to step up are Wiseman and Kaminga. <laughs> Just <laughs> coincidentally, like the guys that he would think could play back in his era because they're the most physical, athletic, big guys. That so the they they fit the profile of, of Correct. Uh, a superstar. So he has to trickle that in a little bit. But yeah, this was about as heaping of praise as you hear from Chuck specifically. I think part of it is... I'm not even going to call it an agenda because that's like a buzzword on Twitter. But I think he, in his opinion and how he's pointing out, the Lakers are really bad. So I think he wanted to like kind of pile on that also. So I'm not convinced he's entirely convinced uh, that that the Warriors are as good as they seem to be and hopefully will be at the end of the season. He also said basically listed every team in the Western Conference and then said, well, they could they could win the West. (laughs) The uh, hashtag analysis from Chuck. But I do agree with you that it was unusual to hear him uh, talking so positively about the Warriors. Yeah. And so let's get to the game here. Um, Steve Kerr said before the game they weren't in good enough condition and players weren't going to play their normal minutes later. He walked that back and he was kind of referring more to Draymond and clay, which makes sense. Draymond, uh, uh had an abbreviated camp for, for reasons <laughs> due to the unpleasantness. <laughs> and, um, uh, clay had his own issues in camp. Um, they're saying mental block, but we don't really, the point is clay only played one preseason game. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Those guys are, Uh, let's just say a week or two away from playing starters minutes. Um, With all that said, I thought the core six players, however abbreviated some of them played, you know, Clay may have only played 20 minutes. Um, Draymond, oh, 25. I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be 20 minutes as well. I thought those guys looked dominant when they played. Um, I thought Steph looked excellent, even though he didn't make shots in the early part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think, a special shout out goes to Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole, who signed extensions. And um, it's one game, and I don't think anyone's concerned about them living up to the contract, but they looked every bit as much as being core players uh, as the Warriors thought they were. And I think it speaks a lot to the Warriors' continuity um, and having the same staff, having the same system, having the same guys. And then even, you know, the young guys have been there for one year, two years, three years in Jordan Poole's case, that gives you a head start on teams. That's not the case for the Lakers. They have a million new guys and a new coach, et cetera, et cetera. But that gives you a head start. Walker. Yeah. It gives you a head start, especially at the beginning of the year when other teams are trying to build that. Um, And it allows you to maybe pull back a little bit on the Warriors pushing so hard with the main guys at first. Also, it looks like the Warriors will be able to and should probably lean on their depth because 
I think it's the Warriors and the Clippers are probably the two deepest teams in the league with just like 11 or 12 real rotation players in the NBA. At the, the very end of the game, when there was garbage time, you know, if you look at the, who the Lakers guys are, unless you're a Lakers fan or you work for the team or something like that, you probably didn't recognize three or four of the five guys on the team. And the Warriors were still, they're going to their quote unquote scrubs and they're playing at four rotation players, like real rotation players in the NBA. That matters more in the regular season than it does in the playoffs. But I think that will allow Kerr and the staff to lean on those guys. Because in the past, it's been if Steph sits a game or the time Steph sits, everything just dies. And I don't think that's going to be the case as much this year. Yeah. Um, you mentioned continuity, and that makes me think of Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins had 20 points in 29 minutes. And closed the, the game out, made those two shots to like when it was getting tight again at the end. And he just ended the game. Yes. But you know what stats jump out to me with Andrew Wiggins? Rebounds. Four assists, six rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, those were things he was not doing initially when he came to the Warriors. And those were things, um, you know, he was kind of mocked for in Minnesota being like an empty calorie, just like, yeah, he's going to get his points, but he's not really going to have an impact on the game. Uh, year three of Andrew Wiggins with the Warriors, is it, dare I say it's year four? It really depends on how you want to define yeah, with uh, the trade and COVID. It's, yeah, it, yeah. Know, and the first, the first year when Steph was hurt, right? That's when, that's when they traded for him. When yeah, Steph we're going to go semantics yeah. on that. But anyway, my, my point is, I think he is turning into a more and more complete player every time I watch him. And it's not just the rebounding. It's not just the passing. It's the activity level on defense. Um, He was contesting shots. He was all over the place. He really is turning into the all-around player the Warriors thought they could make him. Uh, And I think that is cool because – Sometimes I feel like it's easy to look at a player like Wiggins, age 27, he's going to be 28 this season, and think like, oh, wow, this is who he is. Like, he can't get better. And watching tonight, I, I think it's absolutely plausible he he will hit a new level this year. And, you know, j- just as he surprised everyone in the playoffs, like, don't um, don't put him into a box just yet. So I think that was the most impressive part of – his game tonight to me was that he looked, it looked like a carryover from the playoffs and he was the Warriors' second best player in the playoffs, especially the finals. And it looked like he hadn't take a, taken a step back at all. Steph, you know, he didn't make shots. He looked good, but you know, you could say like that wasn't, yeah, for about that, that three wasn't quarters, the final. He wasn't hitting shots. Yeah. Right. So, and Andrew Wiggins did, and it's, it's so good to see because people give up on prospects, especially prospects like that. And this is the kind of floor game that everybody, that's the reason he was the first pick because yes, he was going to score and he scored 24, 25 a night in, in Minnesota, but all of that other stuff that he always had the physical tools to contribute and no one could really figure out why he wasn't. And people like it, it's not development is not linear. So right. sometimes a situation can just unlock something. Obviously he's, he's taken the, theoretically less money in the extension and he seems happy and um so yeah it was it's, it was really good to see good for him yeah for sure um the other player i pointed out jordan Poole, uh didn't have a great shooting night but my god the playmaking mm-hmm. seven assists and um it just you know impact is felt and not a lot of players can go four for 15 and I feel like their impact is felt. And Jordan Poole is at that level. He a couple of the dimes he threw to James Wise in particular, I was like, 
that's that's going to be a thing. Would yep. let them get a let them get a couple weeks of legs under them. You know, Jordan Poole's shot's going to get a little more comfortable. Um, Wiseman's going to get a little more comfortable as he plays more actual games. Like up to this point, it's been mostly preseason and scrimmages for a year and a half. And um, in general, I'm I'm very bullish on what they like to call like the foundational six or whatever, whatever term they use for them right now, you know, it's a way to make Jordan Poole feel like a starter while he's not starting. Yes. I understand what they're doing with it, but they're basically saying like, these are our guys. We feel like if we have a mixture of them, we can put young guys around him and rotate players around him and it's good. And, um, you know, Jordan Poole signed a huge extension, uh, larger than Andrew Wiggins, also larger than his peers in Tyler Hero and, RJ Barrett and in my opinion deserved yes, honestly like he's he's a better player than those guys whether you agree. think whether you think that number is right or wrong he he does deserve to make more than those guys um i i thought i thought you saw exactly who he could be a little bit tonight yeah and i think i think the important part is cuz it, it speaks to that two timeline thing right and that chemistry the pick and roll chemistry or the, the between him and Wiseman was really good to see Kaminga kind of looked lost tonight uh, Moody looked good, but Wiseman especially, um, his hands looked a little better. Be, uh, he was he was doing a much better job of challenging shots without fouling, going up mm. uh, vertically. He's just, the screen still needs some work, but it was better. Um, so I, I was impressed. I think there was a lot to like from from Wiseman, but that that like that that their connection in the pick and roll, I think, is something that is going to definitely pay big dividends for the Warriors and may ultimately, I mean, Joe Lake was, is right already. The Warriors won a title last year, so he's already right. But those two guys uh, in combination, I think, may make him really right. So I feel like the big take from tonight, um, beyond the rings and just like, you know, we could wax product about Steph Curry for an hour if we want, but um, it, they're leaning in heavier into two timeline this year. Last year, it was the two timeline thing, but they were playing veterans way right. more than they're playing young players. This year, it's, I mean, at one point they had a lineup of Poole, Moody, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Wiseman, and Kuminga. I mean, that's that's four mm -hmm. of the young players. Like they're all in on it, and for one night it worked, and it looks like it's potentially going to work. Like, well, where are you with this whole thing? So you and I agreed that we thought it was the wrong idea. Right. Last yeah. year, we were wrong. Joe Lake was right. We were wrong. But because he has that proof of concept, he knows it works. He knows he can win a title with this team that affords you some freedom in the regular season specifically to say we're going to develop this year because we know when it comes down to, to June, we can win with this core still. So I think I think the, the I mean, it emboldens you, right? Winning last year emboldens you to take more risks and more chances. And theoretically, the hope is that those guys will develop enough that they can be real contributors in the playoffs if necessary, or if somebody's hurt. But yeah, I think it's the right strategy. You know, it's sometimes it can be hard in individual games to watch. Right. Stuff when you go like, okay, fine. Like the lead is dwindling where Steph um, or, you know, Steph's healthy. Why is he sitting, you know, 17 games this year? That can be frustrating, but I, in a macro sense, I think it's the right idea. Yeah, for sure. Although Draymond uh, looks a little, Draymond was all right tonight, but he looks, a, I think he needs to be tied with Steph more because there's not, he does not have a lot of utility offensively if he's not playing with Steph. So I would, I would try to tether them. Let me ask you about the Lakers real quick. And then we're going to get to the goons. All right. 
Um, where are you at with this Lakers team? How how much of a test was this for the? It's opening night. It the Warriors could have played the uh, Boston Celtics a rematch of the finals, and I'm not going to take too much from it because it's opening night right. and like there's a long season. But uh, where are you at with this Lakers team? Because it, it, it felt at large stretches like a preseason game for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't know how much you can take from this uh, on either side, really. But I was very much struck by, you know, when the Warriors were going to their bench, their guys are just better than the Lakers guys. The Lakers starting five is decent. Um, and you're always going to have a chance when you have LeBron and AD. I thought Russ was pretty good tonight. But I was really, it's the, uh, Pat Bev wasn't any good. And it's the like three through seven or eight or nine guys that, it just falls short because AD and LeBron are as good as anybody. And I think you always have a fighting chance with those two guys, but it was also a sort of reminiscent of, of last year, the opener last year with, um, with the Warriors at the Lakers and LeBron, LeBron and AD both had 30 and had great games, just like they both did tonight. And it just wasn't enough. It was a little bit of the, the game flow was different. It took, you know, the Warriors coming back in the fourth and Jordan Poole had a big fourth, but it feels like it just may not be enough. It, like, and I don't know if you can expect this every night from LeBron and AD. And look, the Warriors might be the best team in the NBA, so it may not take that every night. Sure. But against the best teams, it may not be enough. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I think it's time to get to the goons. Let's get to the goons. All right, Timmy, bring the goons up. Let's do it. Ryan, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Hey, what's going on? 
Good. Uh, just got done watching the game, of course. First, uh, first Warriors game I've seen on TV since Game Four of the NBA Finals. Fun times. <clears throat> what were you yeah. doing, Game Five and Game Six? I was, oh, was in the house. I was in oh. Golden State oh, in Boston. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> I, I like that answer. Yeah. Um. But it definitely is. The vibes are immaculate, for lack of a better term. It looks like the team put all that pool Draymond stuff to the side and they look happy um Steph really has that look of like I want five and it generally it's lining up like the MJ arc where they win their first three when they're young then there's that that weird two-year sabbatical and all of a sudden they're back in contention and it's it's getting real interesting there's going to be conversations if they win again this year especially because Steph's the best player in the league at 34 years old as a guard. And I don't know how many guards have been the best player in the league at 34 years old. So it's just other, other, other than Jordan. Yeah. yeah other than Jordan. <laughs> but to be fair, Jordan's six, six and Steph isn't yeah. six, three point guard best player in the league at 34 is unheard of essentially is where I'm going with that. It's, yes. it's really, I think this is the year where people really start to appreciate the greatness of Steph after they see this team and I'm just ready for this season, man. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, the youth looks great. The veterans, Jermichael Green looks like a warrior day one. Day one. He did. Yeah, he did. And it's getting real scary. So that's all I got to say on that. I think for I think the, the, the Steph Ryan, thing, the, the five you. rings, I think the five rings really does matter to Steph because each, it does. each additional ring, it kind of exponentially changes your stratosphere, right? There's a lot of guys with four, but like, Tying Magic, tying Kobe, tying Tim Duncan, um, that were somewhat contemporaries of his, not not Magic, but Magic, him and Magic are probably in the, the only two people in the conversation for best point guard ever. I so I think one more really matters. And then it's the question of Kareem and Jordan after that. But and beating LeBron too. That's a fun one for him. <laughs> but I do I do think I do think for whatever reason, five really does matter. Yeah. I think five, I think five matters. Um, Aaron, I haven't had a chance to talk with you about this. Okay. You buy this is the last dance. Uh, Draymond no, showing up. Draymond showing up pregame in the green suit. Yeah, looking um, like the, yeah, looking like the Riddler. Yeah, just letting everyone know. Welcome Joker back to Riddler. the Warriors Invitational. He did say that. I do. Oh. Li- I do like the Warriors Invitational. That's a, That's just. That's good trash talk. So no, that. I don't. I don't buy it. And the reason why is because I don't think Draymond's going to find options that he's going to like better than the Warriors. So no, I don't think it's the last dance. Especially I, at the price he wants. I, like I also the- think um, more than anything, if this team actually repeats, he's not walking from a chance at a three. Right. No, well, it's like it, it feels it, in that way. It is similar to the Bulls where like Scottie Pippen was ready to walk after every season and then they won. And then it was like, all right, well, let's give it one more go and see what happens. And it gets a little more dramatic. And, um, man, he he stands to make as much money off this team long term as anyone in terms of, uh, you know, just kind of like diaconic nature. And, that, and that's that's avoiding like the obvious like competitive aspect of it. Like, I, it's hard for me to imagine Draymond being like, yeah, dude, we, we went back to back. We won five titles, but I walked away to play for the wizards right. uh, for an extra, an extra 500 K because that, you know, they didn't respect me. Like, well, and that was, all, that was always my theory theory. And, you know, Andy ruined the dynasty, put it on the t-shirt, but mm-hmm. even, even if KD was hurt, if the Warriors had ended up winning that series and won three in a row, I don't think you can walk away from a chance to 
win four in a row. I just like it, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I agree with you. If the Warriors are able to win again this year, Draymond's not going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere anyway, because if he opts out, I don't think he's getting 27 million anywhere. So I suspect he opts in or is good enough this year that he's able to come to some sort of arrangement with the Warriors um, for making less annually, but, but longer term. But no, I don't think it's the last dance. I think I, I understand the sentiment, but I think Clay, Steph, and Draymond retire with one team. What did you think of Clay tonight? Obviously, he was on the biggest minutes restriction of anyone. So it's like, you know. Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he, I thought he was moving better than last year. I thought he looked more comfortable than last year. Um, I don't think he played well, but I think he looked better than last year. Um you know, and some of all those terrible because he didn't have any lift last year. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of lift ever, but he even he's for a, him, he's, a, he's, have any he's lift. not a head above the rim kind of guy. No, <laughs> but because but because even his his below average lift was diminished. A lot of his stuff, especially off the bounce, he was like fading out of bounds on, on all those like baseline sure. 16 footers. And he looked he looked on better balance today. He looked a little quicker. Um, like, I don't I don't think we're ever going to see the clay from three, four years ago, but, um, I thought he physically looked better today, All but right. he was another guy. He didn't make any shots. So that, no. I mean, that, that like clouds it when Steph and clay don't make shots, then it looks not great. I didn't think he shot the ball that poorly, but he didn't, he didn't get explosive or anything like that. No, he had the one he had the stretch at the beginning of the third where they started going in. Um, but yeah, I thought he was okay. I think he physically looked good though. And that's, I think that's that's the bigger that's the bigger yeah, thing. Like exactly. I'm not I'm not concerned about Clay Thompson's shot making ability. <laughs> he will make shots. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I uh, thought it was. I, by the way, I also him. thought it was like perfect classic Clay that he did not know the procedure for when he gave his speech and just gave the mic to Steph and Steph in the pregame. And Steph was like, "No, we got to do other stuff first. Perfect Clay. That is some Pete Clay Thompson action going on. Give a little Wiseman Kuminga talk while we wait for Tommy to come back. All right. Uh, what did you think of James Wiseman tonight? I thought it was mostly, I thought it was mostly good. I mean, you and I were texting during the game, and you you pointed out that uh, the Warriors were negative in Wiseman's minutes, at least at that moment. Minus but, eleven in his seventeen minutes, and uh, plus thirty in Looney's twenty-one minutes. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and look, but that's one game plus. Yeah, minus. one game. Like, we all know that's minus, not like uh, right. Um, Just to be clear. And it did not, I thought he played pretty well. Um, You know, you can see some of the stuff that he doesn't, he doesn't exactly have the set the screen, slip the screen timing down yet or decision-making feel. Um, But I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good. He made a jumper. He was trying to dunk everything, which is what you want. Uh, He was challenging (laughs) shots at the rim without fouling. He wasn't settling for a bunch of post touches. Um, so I thought I thought he was mostly good. I thought Kaminga looked pretty lost. Um, but on, on the Kaminga steal, well, he well, actually went out of bounds, so he didn't steal it, but where he deflected the ball on a rust pass to a, on, a, on a break. Like Kaminga started like 30 feet behind Wiseman and ran him down. And Wiseman's too good of an athlete for that. So like you know sometimes that motor got to you got to keep that motor revving to take advantage of your athletic gifts no i think i think you summed it up uh tommy appreciate you joining us i feel like that's kind of like the is this a hostage video tommy what is, what is going on basically no i'm sitting on my couch i don't feel like moving to my my desk okay 
it's it's cool. Blink you twice sound, if you need help. You sound <laughs> you sound good. The audio okay. quality works for me. Um, That's all that matters. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I feel like that was a a proper summation of Wiseman Kuminga, where um, it was flashes tonight, and the high end of those flashes, you, you're like in your mind, you're like, all right, well, if you've got two franchise players here, you know, they're about to be the best players in the NBA. Franchise players? Yeah, and then, <laughs> and, then, and then like the other end of it, you're like, it's you know, can, can you just put um, can you just put Looney back out there? You know, like that sort of thing. It's just it's just the the reality yeah. of kind of young players. I just think the Warriors are in a very unique position where they're able to um, ride kind of the highs and lows that come with high potential, um, but, but but guys who are like clearly need the reps because they're not all the way there. I think they're able to do that against the Lakers. This Lakers team stinks. They're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Are but they worse than you thought they would be? I think there. I think there's a chance they're worse than last year, which I didn't think was possible. Um, that's just based off of one night against what might be the best team in the league. So we'll see where that lands. But I, I thought the Warriors played a B minus C plus game, and it was still double digits for most of it. Um, Offensively, I think the Warriors were worse than that. Yeah. Defensively, the Warriors were pretty good, but offensively, the Warriors were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah it was really shot, shot making on opening, like you know. Also shocker. true. And shocker, ring nights like are Jordan, weird. Nights. Jordan Poole and Steph Curry missed some shots um, short, and they're a little flat in ways that they probably won't be in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, I thought I thought Kuminga honestly looked good for the most part, at least defensively. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah. He was our defensive. But I, the lineups that that Kerr's running out there, at least for now, are doing. Either both him and Wiseman, no favors. Um, I just don't think those guys should play together a lot. I get why they're trying to do it, but especially if you're putting them out there with Jamichael as the other big man, it's just going to be really clogged. You're taking away what both of their best strengths are, which is cutting and finishing to the rim right now. Um, and that's actually a strength of Jamichael's too, if you get him in the right lineup. So it it's a funky lineup. I think I would try to work Moody in there in some of those spots. But yeah, look, Kaminga has to play four. People told me I was crazy for saying Moody was going to have a hard time finding minutes. I think he'll start to find more as the season goes on, but it's Kerr's trying to feed a lot of mouse right now, especially in the backcourt. Moody was a little banged up. I'll throw that yeah, out there. He missed the, the last. Calf, right? pre, he missed the last preseason game. I I don't think I don't think he's going to have an issue getting minutes in general because he was yeah. the first one off the bench all preseason. Well, and also because there's going to be how many games where Steph sure. just sits or Clay right. just sits. And there's going to be a lot of minutes there. Yeah, I just meant when they have the full complement, especially as Clay scales up a little bit more in terms of minutes. Um, but I would I would prefer Moody in some of those lineups because there's just like you said, Aaron, Kamiga's a four. At least for now, he is, and that's where he's going to be best fit um, in these lineups. But I mean, I think just in terms of overall, I think I saw everything I needed to see tonight. There was definitely nothing concerning or nothing that I didn't expect. I thought somebody else might have already pointed it out, but I thought Jermichael looked great. He fits right in. Dante was a little bit up and down, but I think a lot of that is just some of the lineups he's playing with. If you get him with better groups, I think he'll look fine. Um, Steph looked like Steph. He's he's so surgical now. Um, it's funny. He's, he's a different type of player than he was four, five, six years ago, but he's – <laughs> but he's so surgical now. He's his finishing has gotten so crafty. Not that it wasn't already, um, but and he's so surgical off the dribble. He finds little cracks in the defense that he had, that he didn't always find. Um, and I mean, his shot looks great. He just he just missed some open looks. Same with Poole. Um, and then 
Wiggins looked uh, Wiggins looked like a guy who has some post championship flow. You know, like a guy a guy who was just came off his first championship and is playing with a different level of confidence. He was um, attacking the glass with playoff level intensity. Defensively, his activity was great, and he's he's the point now with me where if he has a two week, three week, month swoon, I'm not going to worry about him like I did last year. He, he's proven he's a made man. So yeah, nothing that I didn't. Nothing surprising on opening night. It went basically how I thought it would. What do you think of the cool. rings? They were pretty. The rings were cool. Yeah. They were super cool. The rings were pretty. Yeah. I was watching the game uh, at a bar, so I didn't get to hear any of like, the, uh, the speeches or anything, but the rings looked awesome. It looked like a cool ceremony from what I saw. I'll probably rewatch it at some point tonight. Yeah, my, my big take from it was um, they were really trying to go all out because it was the first one at Chase Center. Very right. um, made ceremony. You know, Chase yeah. was kind of this this ownership group's like Taj Mahal, yeah. It is exactly. They're they're really trying to kind of lean into it, and you know, to their credit, do it. You you won a title. You lost Kevin Durant. Everyone was injured for a year and a half, and you still got back and beat everyone and won a title. Kind of before that guy ever got anything going on his end too. So, you know, not, not to be petty about it, but, you know, I'll be a little petty, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard to at least deny that that's not at least part of it. You know, it's kind of proves that their point about uh, what they're doing is correct. Um, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Fitz growling everybody's name out. <laughs> that guy. Fitz, Fitz, that is, guy. Fitz is, Fitz is. I thought it was cool that uh, JTA's mom was sitting courtside and was wearing yeah. the ring during the game well, too. I thought that was cool. Apparently, he had to pay for those tickets. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not getting yeah, not getting yeah. those comped anymore. Not the team. <laughs> no, that's yeah. No, that's not how it works. I was watching. Uh, I was watching JTA pregame, and I I swear I could read on his face. He's like, man, this is gonna be a long year. Yeah, that was that was the face. He's like, that those guys look they're having fun. I'm about. I'm. This is work for me. That's, is, the, that's <laughs> is there a path to the Lakers actually becoming a playoff team this year? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it involves trading Russ, right? I can't speak on that, but it involves LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, period. Right. LeBron and Anthony Davis. If they're like you suggesting, the Lakers could be worse than last year. If LeBron and AD are healthy, no. If LeBron right. and AD are get injured, none of a trade. Nothing else matters. Right. Because those two dudes, when Anthony Davis plays like he did tonight, there were too many ISO touches for my taste. But if he plays with the intensity and activity that he played with tonight, he is one of the best seven. But I, to 10 I guys. actually think it was a it was a great game for kind of measuring the difference of what matters. Like the Warriors were so bought into who they are. Everyone knows their role. Yeah, uh, it was a continuity wa- we were talking about. Everyone earlier. wants to do what they want to do, and the Lakers, it's kind of like. You know, like LeBron's still LeBron's still LeBron. You know, he's older, so he's not. We have thirty-one and fourteen and eight tonight. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, he, he's picking. He picks his spots. Anthony Davis. Uh, at certain points in the game, I was like, Jesus, that's really freakish stuff he can do, especially on the defensive end. Um, and but like you watch them, it's like that's not really a team that plays together. They don't have any identity. Uh, the players around them, not sure most of them fit, and it, it's just kind of you know. It, they're perfect um, mirrors of each other uh, in kind of the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, AD's issue has always been he wants to be an ISO guy when realistically he should be getting the ball on the catch, on the move, and creating against kind of a tilted defense. Because when he does that, he's awesome. He's unstoppable. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to act like he's Kevin Durant. Um, 
But defensively, he's still the only guy I've seen the past 10 years that can match Draymond's impact on that end. It's those two for me in terms of impactful defensive players who can absolutely. Yes and no. I mean, I think he's different. I think he's different than those two, right? Giannis, it's more just the max efforts and the athleticism. And it's definitely instinct too. But Draymond and AD are so instinctual and so smart on that end, along with having the physical tools to do it. Whereas Giannis, it's more just of a, he's overwhelming. And AD is too, don't get me wrong. Um, But I think they're different. Giannis is, is there. (laughs) <laughs> but I prefer Draymond and AD just because I think they can they can do a little bit more maybe. That's All right, just Tommy. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, All brother, brother man. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't actually disagree with Tim. I feel bad saying this after I, uh, after I kicked Tommy off, but I don't disagree with him on the AD point, but it, that's a different conversation. Uh, the offensive stuff or the defensive stuff? Defensive. Offensive, um, no. <laughs> Hold up. Yo, yo, what's going on? What's happening? What's, what's up, happening? Ty? How you doing, my man? Uh, doing good. This was, this was a fun win. This was... Almost what you hope for, you would want Steph to, to not have to play fourth quarters. I think there's going to be a lot of fourth quarters where Steph gets to sit out this year. It's, I'm trying to, 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 to kind of calibrate because the Lakers are obviously piss poor and, um, you know, they can rest <laughs> in piss, um, all of those things, et cetera, et cetera. Shout out Juan T. I almost feel bad for him. That weird thing with pool. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things. Could have stayed. But I get it, you know, get more burn, get more shine. He wasn't going to get any uh, minutes on this roster. Uh, and speaking to that, I just think this team is recklessly deep. Like, I, I know the, the, the talk is about the, the Clippers and their depth, but their depth is kind of not singular. They have a lot of players who overlap and do the same shit. So it's like, yo, if somebody gets hurt, you know, Norm Powell can do 20 a game for like six games or whatever the fuck. But in the playoffs, I think they're cooked. They don't have anybody. Like, who's 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 – Who's guarding like Clay around screens for 36 minutes in the playoffs? Theoretically, Paul George. All right, word. So who's guarding Steph? <laughs> uh, Kawhi Leonard. Terrence Mann. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. Like I mean, and it's 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 just one of those things where this 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 has the like obviously a lot of things have to go right, health, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I. I have a trouble. I'm I, I'm having trouble seeing who's who's gonna stop us. Honestly. Uh oh, the easy killer. Oh, the yeah. confidence is right. I like game it. one. I love it. Uh, it's it's less. So I think in a vacuum, and it's it's kind of blasphemous currently, right? 
but I think in a vacuum, Dante DiVincenzo and uh, J. Michael Green are better players than Otto Porter and Gary Payton II. Right? It's not wrong. Now, it's not wrong. No. It's, like, and obviously, Gary Payton II and Otto Porter were perfect fits. It was immaculate. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. All of these things. But I think because they were so effective and they were, you know, advanced uh, stat darlings and, and shit like that, <laughs> we kind of sleep on the idea that, all right, well, you know, they, they were that next to Steph. What can better players be <laughs> next to Steph? So I think, I think they're going to – it's going to be fun. Be fun. I, I agree with you. Well, Jermichael Green and Otto Porter are similar players. Both Very make close. It, Very both close. make it open three, Very rebound close. well. Uh, Michael's a little bigger, like you know, bodying LeBron like he did today. I More disagree with you. Presence, yeah. I disagree with you though on uh, DiVincenzo and GP2. And the reason why is because you just said the Clippers, their depth has a lot of overlap, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have less optionality with all of the overlap. I think DiVincenzo overlaps with some with of the Warriors guys. Yeah. And Interesting. GP2 offered something that just there isn't another one of, right? So he's going to say, me, you go guard John Morant or you go guard Dame. Or well, what, about, guard, what about, what about, what about Kuminga? I was about, about to say, then? let me push back. Yeah, I think it. part of the reason, right? And once again, sucks that GP2 is gone. Um, cough, cough. Maybe the, there's somebody on the team whose salary kind of fits if, you know, Portland starts to tank and they want, you know, a nice young prospect. But I love Big Jim. So, uh, but, 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 uh, as far as duplicative, like you were saying, Jonathan Kaminga, his thing is point of attack defense. He's like, they, we put him on, I'll never forget last year when Ja was talking shit, like he made an incredible floater because he's an incredible player, but mm-hmm. he pointed to Ja and was like, you can't guard, uh, to Kaminga. And he was like, you can't guard me, but he guarded him actually really well and like pinned his shit later on. And, and they had him guard Bones, Highland, who's a bucket and had trouble getting by him. We put him on basically everybody. Um, but with Dante DiVincenzo, we have that he's, he's a, a pure enough point within our system because we're not forcing him to run, you know, 30 pick and rolls a game. But, like, he's enough of a point guard to serve as that third guard that Steve always wants. It's the reason we suffered through Wanamaker for half a season because, like, Steve wants that, that extra guy. You know what I'm saying? And I think... DiVincenzo brings a completely different thing than GP2. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, like, I don't think Moody brings that necessarily. Like, maybe he does. I don't think he has the, the, the on-ball guard quick chops yet. Maybe he does, but I, I don't see it personally. But, you know, who knows? So Kuminga as being that guy is, like, one of my favorite things to monitor about this team this year because it's, it's abundantly clear they want him to replace GP2 by the end of the year. And they're, they're, they're not dumb. They know, like, October, what are we, 18th? They know, yes. you know, he's he's not going to be better at that role than GP2 would be today. But can he get there by the end of the year? Um, it's a no. gamble. But no. they took it. But, but can he get the 80%? Can he no. get the 80%? Okay, we don't maybe, need, we don't maybe, need maybe. 100% of GP2. Yeah, maybe, because there isn't another GP2. Like, nobody can no, no, replace I, that. I mean, but, but like, can he, can he competently be a wing defender who you can play in the playoffs plus uses athleticism in different ways in the playoffs like that's that's the question not like can he outright do what gp2 did to um john morant for a game before dylan brooks cheap shot him but anyway uh, 
Yeah, and then Steph got him, right? Steph yeah, got him and yeah. went and Clay well, got you know, him. You know, you know, Clay you, got him too. You got me going right now. Anyway, um, Ty, appreciate you. Appreciate you I calling know. in. Let's do it Thank again. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. All right. Let's get McWalters up here, and we'll call it a night. Bring in the closer. Oh, we got that. We got headshot. Got the closer coming through. Get the trumpets. Every time I ask for the trumpets, it's him to replace. Oh it. no! Now we got video. Okay, like it. Good. Ain't no problem with the video. Sorry about that. <laughs> always got. Always got. Always got to have the video. There you go. Fucking yeah, you're a good looking man. Got to have the video. I better have the video. Fire me from the UC if I didn't have my video working. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, the, what a freaking game! The Lakers are trash. They're absolutely a dumpster fire. And don't be surprised if the Pelicans take Scoot with the second pick in the draft for how bad the Lakers look. I mean, it's just completely awful. Not, not giving the, not giving them the number one pick. They're not going to win. Oh no, 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 no. We we couldn't possibly do that. But we can easily give them the number two pick, or maybe Scoot goes three. Who knows? Anyways. Um, I mean, I saw your eyes light up there too. I mean, I don't think Scoot should go number three, but you never know what teams, they always make some stupid mistake, right? You know, there's someone, think, someone's taking a project big at number two. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Someone's taking a project big. I think the basketball b-board guy, uh, Raphael Barlow was saying that there's, hasn't been a good second round pick. If, if, if you just subtract jaw for like the last decade. Right. So like, mm, it, number two it, picks. Yeah, he went through to 1990 looking at the first two picks and how many all NBAs and stuff they did. It, it's a good listen. It's just awful how bad people are. I mean, I mean Dar- Darko comes to mind, but I, I like, there's I don't a whole wanna... bunch Lamar- of them. Lamarcus was the second pick in 06. He's... Objectively a solid pick. No, he's I, the number. I... Was he the number six pick or the number two pick? He was the number two pick. Yeah, there's a whole I bunch of them where he runs with, uh, through it with Tyus Thomas, right? Uh, they did, yes. That's right, and I think I think Thomas was and and Brandon picks. Roy the same year. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Anyways, I highly recommend the listen. But you know that being said, <laughs> you know the thing we're here about is Steph. He he dropped thirty plus on on this game, and he didn't even look like he was trying. It's just like they were kind of taking this game casual, and it's easy thirty. And you know if they cared, maybe he drops forty. I mean, if you want to be really critical, Wiseman didn't look great, and Kamiga looked awful, and they didn't play moody enough. But you know. Uh, maybe they should have treated the Lakers more like one of the trash teams in the league and gotten them a little bit more run in the fourth. But, you know, here or there, you want to make a statement on opening night. You don't want to trick the game away either. So, you know, I, I thought overall it was good. There was definitely some things that were off. I don't like it when they have Jermichael in there with um, Kaminga and and Wiseman. It, it, that doesn't make sense. It, so it's, that whole, it's a lot. It's a lot of front court. It is a lot of front court, and and they did it a few other times where they had uh, Jermichael and, and Draymond in there. Those guys should almost like not, never be on the court together, right? Hey, Draymond's out, Jermichael's in, right? Um, but Kerr will figure that out over time, and you know, mixing and matching isn't a bad thing. Um, you know, overall, I thought I thought this was great, and just to go show we're gonna get off to a great start. This is awesome. Check one off the box. We beat the crummy Lakers. Doesn't really mean much, but you know, it's because they're crummy. <laughs> McWalters, appreciate you. You always take us off. Right on. Blast. All right, everyone. We're out of here tonight.